Hi, this is George Denholm. And this is Dustin Weber. Welcome to the 5 by 2 podcast, where each week we discuss Christian discipleship. We hope that you'll find this podcast interesting and informative, but also challenging as you strive to grow in your discipleship to Jesus, our Lord and Savior. For this episode, we're going to be talking with Adam Krebs and Jacob Phillips as we will be continuing our discussion on 5 by 2 in the home. So Adam and Jacob, thank you, first of all, for taking the time to, to join us on the podcast. Uh, to get us started, can you just share a little bit about yourselves? Uh, Jacob, you want to go ahead and get us started? Yeah, sure. So like you said, my name is Jacob Phillips. I am a lifelong member of St. Peter's, actually third generation. My grandparents were uh, members here. Wait, so let me stop you. Which grandparents are those so people know? That would be the Chastines. So on my mom's side, grandparents' names were Joanne and Charles Chastine. I, I just bring that up because there's a lot of people that like to know the connection there, and a lot of folks listening would know your grandparents. Go ahead. I'm sorry, yeah. Jacob. Go ahead. Continue. Sure. Um, so I went to school at St. Peter's Kindergarten through eighth grade, then went to Columbus North High School, then went to Purdue University for engineering, and now I'm back in Columbus working for Cummins. I always joke that it's every Columbus boy's dream to grow up and work for Cummins, and here I am. All right. Well, you'll have some things that are similar, Adam. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, my name is Adam Krebs, like Jacob, a third generation St. Peter's member. Uh, we have the same grandparents through our mom's side, so our moms are sisters. Yeah, I grew up, went to kindergarten through eighth grade here, kind of got involved with you, George, in high school then, too, with the, the group that we had. Hung out at your house, played a lot of pool, talked about God, uh, Revelations, too. That was always a, the favorite book to study. But like Jacob, went to Purdue, came back, started working for Cummins, and now getting involved back again with the church and just kind of kind of finding a place here in Columbus. And let's go back to that group that we had. I can introduce that, but why don't you tell people what was it that was that we did back in the day with you and the and the other guys? Yeah, I think it it kind of got big. What was it? Freshman year of college when we went off to school. Well, actually, it was your senior year. Oh, that's right. In between. Well, it, it, after uh, we graduated. All right, let me give it. Uh, let me do it. <laughs> so, uh, the bunch of our guys uh, that were um, in the youth group at the time. As we have now, we're in a, a Sherpa group yeah. where your Sherpa was uh, Seaman Bush. Yeah. And Stephen said you guys were asking questions that were that were challenging him to think about the answers, and he didn't have enough time to give to you in terms of Bible study that you guys wanted. And so he asked me to jump in with you a couple times. Uh, so we would dig in on Sunday nights, and uh, with uh, six or seven of you seniors. Yeah. It got going for a while, and then Stephen goes, you know what? You guys are just doing this. I'll hang out with them when they do social activities, but you, if you don't mind, just keep running the Bible study. Well, that Bible study lasted through your senior year yeah. into your summer of this freshman year, mm-hmm. and then when you guys would come back, which was like super cool to me, you guys came back from college, and we got together a couple times during the summers. Yeah, and then we had the other the other kids that graduated that were coming back in the summer, so it kind of just meshed to the, to the college group. Whenever young men ask me if we can have a Bible study, I go, yes. <laughs> So it was pretty exciting for me. Yeah, that was fun. I drew that connection. You guys are cousins. Correct. uh, But you're also friends, right? Yeah. 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 Now, I know growing up, you guys used to do a lot of projects together. Did you just record movies or something? We did, yes. We uh, we shot a lot of narrative films, a lot of like, uh, let's see, we had a couple like ghost story type scary movies. We made some thriller, some thrillers, some like detective crime spy type films. And yeah, that was always a lot of fun. That was something we would do during the summers and we'd plan the shoot and sometimes incorporate it into things we were already doing. Like we had a a family vacation every year. And so we we wrote the movie around having some scenes that we would shoot in Florida on that vacation just to expand our uh, scenery. So uh, yeah, it was a lot lot of fun. We got a lot of good memories. In that process who were the actors who was the director did you take turns doing all those different things yeah i mean all the all the cousins were the actors we all had a like a role in the movie 
uh, Lucas was the the uh, director and my, writer. My brother Lucas. Yep, Jacob's brother. And he had always conveniently ride himself out of the movie where he had to go take care of other business so he could go behind the scenes and film, which was always funny. <laughs> And the family always picked up on that. Yeah, that that he didn't want to be in the film itself. Well, he did, but he couldn't. He had to run the camera and direct it and do all the sorts of other all stuff right. too. And so, what other cousins were involved here? Because I think the listeners will probably know some of your other cousins. Rebecca Nolting. So the Noltings, they're members over at St. Paul. Emma and Derek Alexander. Are we forgetting anybody? Sarah. Oh yeah, Ad- Adam's My sister dad. Sarah. Sister Sarah. And so that that's all related through the Chastine clan. Correct, yes. Okay. So you guys would hang out, you enjoyed each other, do some family vacations. Yeah. You know, that's one of those legacies that your grandparents had, and we're going to be talking about that today, that all of their grandchildren, I think, are connected to church in some way. Some to St. Peter, some to St. Paul. Again, some have moved away, but it, it sounds like, from what I've you know, talked to your family, that all of you are connected to a church body. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 So uh, let's go back to some things in, in uh, high school. You guys both played sports. Tell us a little bit about that. And all of our listeners like to hear about the sports experiences. Yeah, so for me, my big sport in high school was soccer. And I joined the soccer team in high school, actually my sophomore year. So later than, than most of my other classmates. But we actually had a really, really good team. And my junior year, we were runners-up in the state tournament. And then my senior year, we actually won state. So I have two rings from uh, high school sports. And that was always a lot of fun. That's awesome. Adam? I played soccer. Played on the other team, though, so we always got beat by North. So you're oh, yes. East Ouch. and North, so we've got yeah. like a, a family divided here. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, soccer. Played a lot of golf, too, and still continue to do so. So, so like soccer is probably one of those things you don't play, but I think, didn't you guys tell me you were coaching for a while for soccer? <laughs> yeah, I kind of forgot about that, actually. What was that, last summer? Last spring? Fall? Last spring, yeah, last, last spring. spring. About a year ago. Yeah, the tarantulas. The tarantulas. Now, what group was that? U8 boys soccer. U8. Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Yeah. Grade 8? Or eight-year-olds? Eight yeah, below 8. Below 8. So, uh, what, second old. grade? A lot of second. First, first and graders. second grade? First and second graders. But now, the, the other thing is you can guys can continue to golf, right? Not so much soccer, but golf goes on. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice to play soccer, but uh, too many other things I like to do, and soccer goes to the bottom of that list. Yeah, I just much prefer golfing. Adam, you hit the links pretty often, don't you? Oh, yeah, every Wednesday before our Bible study. There's some other things that you guys are involved in. You know, I always have to run words past Dustin now because I have some expressions that he said no longer exist. I said Renaissance man, and he kind of knew what that is, but he says that's not a very common thing. But yeah, you got to make of, sure you define it. I yet. will define it. And a Renaissance man is a guy that that's into learning and a lot of different areas that they touch in their lives. And so, you know, I, I think about you guys. Both of you really like digging in deep into subjects, but it's a varied subject. You know, so there's some sports involved. I know you guys talk about sports. Jacob, I know that you are into music. Adam, I know that you also are dabbling in home brewing. So we've got a few different things we're experimenting on. I know both of you have bought your own homes recently, and you're doing some fixing up. Jacob, you said you have you don't have a whole lot of time for soccer. What are some of the other things that you really like doing in your spare time? Yeah, there's fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, there's a lot of things. Lately, it's been uh, I, I like to stay active, like physically fit. So I'll go to the gym, lift weights, uh, running a lot lately. But then on top of that, I like uh, music. You mentioned that, so I play several instruments. I started with piano sort of taught myself that back in like second or third grade and then I really wanted to dig into drums so I got a drum set in like third or fourth grade and played most of those through school and then in high school actually we started like a rock band and I played drums for that and we won the local battle of the bands 
in Columbus here, and the prize for that was we got to open up for the annual concert in Mill Race, and the band that was there was 38 Special. So we got to share the stage with 38 Special. I don't know Sweet. if the, the listeners here know know that band. They're pretty pretty big. Yeah, the 38 Special was one of my favorites in college. Oh, there, there you go, yeah. So there you go. That kind of dates it right there. <laughs> <laughs> And so, yeah. Adam, you know, what, what would you do in your spare time besides hitting the links? Yeah, a lot of golf, home improvement stuff now since that's been, like you said, bought a house, been doing a lot of that. This year, actually kind of fell off of, like, the reading, any literature. So I kind of got back into that. That's been actually taking up a lot of my time as well as with Jacob, too, like working out. I always try to do that five times a week. Between just those activities right now, I'm staying busy. As we uh, get into the topic for today, both uh, Jacob and Adam are involved in what we call a D group here at St. Peter's, and those are a group of same-gender people, about three to five people in a group that read through the Bible and then get together and discuss life and the Bible readings, and then how we're going to live that out. And so I know those guys from that thing, and I know their backgrounds. And so we were asking them on, as we cover this topic of the 5 by 2 at home, I mentioned earlier that your grandparents have left a legacy that, that their grandchildren are believers. And so we want to back up to you guys individually. And you can respond to this. You can go back and forth. Uh, somebody can prompt the other person. But thinking back as a kid growing up, you said both of you lifelong members at St. Peter's, and there are some things you were involved in here, youth group, of course, and, and uh, Bible study was with me. But how was your faith lived out in your home and amongst, and you can even extend to your extended family, like your grandparents and that. Who wants to start? Go ahead, Adam. I guess I'll start. So yeah, faith was always, church and faith were always stressed and in my immediate household, pray before every meal, say a nighttime prayer with mom or dad, whoever talked you in, as well as attending church. And it helped too with going to St. Peter's because we always had chapel Wednesdays. Just having faith in, in Jesus and, and pursuing that relationship through prayer was always important to our family. Like we would go to family get togethers, Thanksgiving, Christmas and stuff that we whoever would host would always, you know, welcome everyone, but also offer a prayer before, for, before the meal. And not only just like pray for blessing the food, but as well as like family health and stuff like that. So our family's always stressed prayer um, and just believing that Jesus will carry, carry us through whatever, whatever life throws us. Jacob. Yeah. Similar for, for me and my immediate family. Uh, I guess the biggest thing was the stress, the importance of faith and regular action on your faith. Like it, it was always like when, Saturday rolls around, it's always like, well, we're, we're going to church tomorrow, so plan your day around waking up early and going to church tomorrow. It's just an expectation. And then from the immediate or the extended family talking about our grandparents, it was clear that they placed a really high importance on that too, and everything that they did just reflected that, and that uh, rubbed off on us. And like you mentioned, all of, our, all of their grandchildren are involved to, to ch in church in a church to some extent, and so they really just modeled the the behavior, and we are reflections of that today. Go ahead, Ed. One other thing that uh, that reminded me what or that came to my brain when Jake was speaking. I remember one time when I was sick, and my mom was like teaching, so I had to go to my grandparents for to be babysat, and I just laid on the couch the entire day. I think I drank diet coke and ate apples and. Perfect. It was, it was awesome. Grandma and Grandpa took care of me. But I, I remember every time I would go over there, if I was sick, my Grandpa and Grandma would always do a daily devotion, like before lunch or after one of the two. And it was always out of my Grandpa's favorite book in the Bible, uh, the Psalms. 
So he'd always read a psalm, and then they'd go through a devotion, I'm, and they would do that daily. So I think we, I, I fall short of doing a daily devotion, but they always practice their faith, and I think their friends would say that they lived out their faith too. Yeah. So they kind of set an example for you. You know, going back to that church thing, did you ever have that rebellious time when you said, I'm not going to go to church? Not really. I mean, obviously there were certain days when I felt less like going to church than others. I, th- I think maybe a lot of people have those too. And for me, maybe that was like high school, and then obviously when I went away to college too, and I couldn't come home every weekend to go to St. Peter's. But when, when I did come home, I, I, I would go. But me personally, no, I never had that. I'm not going to church. Adam? No, outside of just not, I guess, finding a church home at school that was or at, at college. At college. Yeah. But no, I never had the... I guess rebellious, like I'm not going to go to church. Yeah, and it seems like a lot of us in college, we kind of have that thing where like you've been studying all week and, you know, the the church thing kind of slips. But you guys, when you came back to Columbus, you were right back in church activities here at St. Peter's. In fact, uh, I know that you guys have been involved in a variety of leadership roles here. For young men, um, it's it's one of those things about growing younger that, again, pulling back to a, a past uh, podcast series that we did in a sermon series. Jacob, how have you been involved? What are some of the different things you're, you've are you been doing here at St. Peter's since you came back from college? So in addition to just regular worship attendance, shout out Sunday, 8 a.m., traditional. I'm a traditional guy. I was asked to join the uh, operations board. So I've been on the operations board for almost two years now. When I was first asked to do that, I was like, my initial gut reaction was, no, I don't I don't want to do that. But then I thought about it some more, and I was like, you know what? Maybe I have some talents and abilities here that I can use to serve the Lord and give back to this church that I've been a part of my whole life. And so I joined, and it's been great ever since. Um, in addition to that, I was part of the call committee for Pastor Adam. Similar boat there, Adam was on that committee, which he'll talk about here in a second. He asked me to do it. My gut reaction was, no, I, I don't have time for that. And then I thought about it some more, and same name. I was like, yep, I, I should probably do this. And it was really, really a valuable experience. And you didn't mention, and this is something that I find cool, and I think several other people that know this would also find this cool, you have a special role sometimes in 8 o'clock service with your dad. Yes, that is correct. That is a, a new thing, too. Same thing. I, I was at 8 a.m. church, and I'm like, you know what? I, I come here almost every week. I could probably give back in some other way, and so I signed up to be an usher and also communion assistant. My dad is a communion assistant for years, and then so I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll do that, too, with you. So we sign up together, and we have, have done that a couple times now. It's father, father-son duo up there. That's pretty cool. I've gotten to do that a couple times with Jordy, and there's just something special for us as dads when we know that our son's kind of following in our footsteps. That's right. I'm Adam, sure. how about you? What have you been doing here at St. Peter's since you came back from college? Yeah, so I think the first thing that I got involved with, obviously, I think outside of the D group, was the call committee for Pastor Tim. That was the first call committee that I was ever on, so I was just a member on that call committee. And then after that committee, I joined with Roger Waters to kind of co-lead the committee for Pastor Adam I and mean, got Jacob on the committee. And then in between that time, Tom Dunker recruited me to be a worship assistant for eight o'clock service on Sundays too. So that's been, that's happened after the whole call committee uh, stint, stint went on. Yeah, no, I think it's it's awesome just kind of hearing the, the different ways you guys are, are staying involved and, and staying connected. So as we kind of talk about going back, as George said, to like the vision series with our podcast and with the sermon series, are there some things you guys think that would be good for everyone to know about, you know, young adults, people your age that 
would help the church to be able to connect with them? Because obviously you guys talked about going to college, coming back, getting reconnected here at St. Peter's. Is there anything that you think that would be good to highlight that it's like, hey, this is important for people to, to know about young adults as we seek to connect with them? I guess maybe for me, the first thing that comes to mind is all young adults are different. There's no one-size-fits-all mold for them. Like I, I mentioned that I am an 8 a.m. traditional kind of guy, but it, it feels like a lot of other young adults my age necessarily aren't. They might gravitate towards a different style of worship, but also, you know, maybe not. Me and Adam are both traditional 8 a.m. guys. So it, I, I think in terms of programming and, and what we need to do to attract and retain young adults, I, I think it has to be varied. There's no one-size-fits-all solution. Let me dig in a little bit on that. Were you regularly the traditional worship service growing up? Not exactly, no. We started out, we would go to 8, 8 o'clock occasionally, and then through most of elementary school and into high school, actually, we were 1045. And then I can't remember exactly why we switched to 8 o'clock, but ever since then, that's just what we've gone to, and, and I've just grown to really appreciate it. And and I guess the reason why is, I think Pastor John um, said it best in, in about 8 a.m., is it just the way the structure of the church service is with the organ and all of the rigid structure. It just makes you feel so small in the best possible way. For you, it's not the time. It is the style. You prefer that style just because that helps you in your relationship with understanding God and how big he is. Correct. Yes. Okay. Adam, you want to respond to that same thing? Because you're a, you're a traditional guy too. Yeah. I would say I attend the eight o'clock traditional service more often than not, but I've actually been going to the night of praise every month the first weekend of the month, that's the service that I've been going to. It's different than what St. Peter's has done in the past, and I think it's cool. I just like to go to it just to, to experience it. So um, you, you like to try different styles? Yeah, and... yeah. I'm still partial to the 8 o'clock, but yeah, I, I don't have a... I'm not set in my ways. So is that at 8 o'clock the time for you, or do you like that traditional style I like, better? I like the traditional style. I, I do like the time, too. It, it's both. All right. So, again, uh, Jacob brought up that it's a variety. And uh, Go ahead, and uh, you can finish the other question. I kind of got off on that worship thing. Uh, what are some things that would be good for everyone to know about connecting young adults to the yeah. church? Yeah, I think, well, I'll just use the example when Tom recruited me for worship assistant. I think some young adults are, like, super outgoing, they're going to seek out a small group. They're going to seek out something to do within the church that fits their skill set that God's given them. I'm not super, I'd say, kind of bashful. Not shy, but I'm not going to like go out of my way to put the spotlight on myself. So I think having someone that can recognize your skill set and like push that person in the direction, like Tom said, hey, you're going to join my worship assistant team. Like, okay, sounds good. Or Roger Waters calling, hey, or hey, you're going to go co-lead this call committee. Let me pray about it, but yeah, I'll, I'll do it. With Roger, you had worked with him on the previous call committee. Yeah. Who recruited you for the first call committee? Rob Modiseki. And and Rob did that. Did he know you or was it? I think you gave him my name. But you know what the weird thing is, is I did on my prayer list was when my nightly prayer. I was like, I want to get involved in St. Peter's. And then I think a week after I put that on my prayer list, I got reached out. I'm like, okay, this, I know you put my name down, but I'm like, the timing's right, so I'll, I'll I'll jump on this opportunity. And I brought that up not to point to me, but just to point to those of us of the older generation. It's recognizing, recognizing somebody's got a talent, recognizing somebody could be used. Tom Dunker, I don't know what your relationship with Tom was, but I'm guessing that Tom just saw you in worship regularly and said, hey, here's a young man that's worshiping regularly that God could use. Is that how he approached you? Yeah, and it, I think a combination of we go to the same service, 8 o'clock on Sunday, 
And then I, I was able to meet him and get to know him more through the first call committee because he was the elder representative for that for that call committee. So I did get, I guess, meet him through that too. And then, Jacob, you said that you kind of volunteered for your position with helping on Sunday morning. It was kind of you felt like you needed to give back. Yeah, that's right. So again, there's no one way, one path that's, that fits every young adult, I think is what you're saying. Some will volunteer, some need to be asked. We can't just assume as older adults in the congregation that, that young people are going to step up if we don't say something, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think something that uh, we found, I think it can apply to the younger generations, but as we were doing some research and talking to a lot of millennials at the time, because Jacob, to your point, like young adults, there's no one size fits all type of thing, right? But did find kind of one common theme is authenticity. And so just being authentic, I think is huge. So not trying to be something that you're not, it's just, just being real, being genuine, I think goes a long way. And so I think it was cool. The example though, too, of trying to find those ways that we can get young adults into mentoring type relationships or um, into leadership opportunities and that's what we're trying to do obviously with discipleship groups as well as having that mentor to help walk along and, and to disciple but you know Adam for your experience with Roger to co-lead and to, to step into that leadership role but have somebody there to walk alongside you and say this is you know this is how it's done and um, I just think those are, are really cool examples of, of ways that it can be done and it's important that we need you know we talk about growing younger and I think sometimes people are the, you know maybe the older generation is like well where do I fit into that it's like I think that it's so important that we have that older generation to to walk alongside and to mentor and to to show and, and obviously there's going to be learning both ways right you know older generation learn from younger and vice versa but I just think it's so important that we have that where that older generation stepping up and and, and leading and, and uh, discipling so again now you guys have your chance to teach the older generation what are some things that each of you do to keep you connected to Christ to keep growing in your faith and again this will hit your generation but it's going to hit the older generation too how do you stay connected to Christ Adam you want to start off there you, you got to think for a minute uh, I'll think as I talk, I guess. All right. Um, well, this is the, this is usually the time that Dustin will say, well, George, why don't you answer yeah, that question? I was going to say, I always try to buy some time because that one, this question isn't necessarily on the script. So you, George is, I'm not the person that can just, you know, go with it. George will just keep, just get go, going and talk. But, um, but yeah, I, I, let me, I'll go, I will, I'll go ahead and share since I brought so for me, it's again, I think you brought up some of those things. A lot of us will like go, well, I don't want to brag on myself because I make a lot of mistakes. Morning devotions, I try to get up every morning and do my Bible reading. And that's, again, like all the rest of us, I, I'm not as regular as I should be, but I've been more regular because I've picked that time that works for me. Not everybody's got the same time, but if I don't do it first thing, I'm going to get distracted. So I try to get up every morning and read the Bible. That's been huge for me. I'd read the Bible, and then I've got another uh, side book that I read. I'm not so much for the devotional books, um, but I've got one that I'm reading now that digs me deeper into, uh, that's called the canonicity of Scripture. It's a deep one. but um, And it was more because the second thing, being in a Bible study with other people, challenges me to to think through what I believe. I'm reading this book because somebody in one of my D groups said, well, how did we get the books that we had? And I needed to go back and review it. So um, for me, hanging around with people from different generations, different walks of life also helps me. And then, of course, I would say worship as I've gathered together. There's something I feel whenever I walk into St. Peter's, this is my family and they care about me and they love me. So now we'll turn it back to Adam. Yeah. So I'll just carry on uh, worship, I'd say, is is definitely a weekly worship. I think too, during the Linton time, I try, I did do a lot of traveling with work. So it was hard to, I wasn't here most, most of the weeks. I tried to use those Wednesdays as extra worship and to like, ref, to reflect on what 
Jesus went through or was about to go through uh, at the end of it. So yeah, definitely worship daily Bible readings with our D group. I've kind of figured out, figured a way to, to do it daily. I know everyone's different. Some people catch up at the, the last second. Some people do it early on in the week. But along with those Bible readings, I've really tried to go through the, the templates that we have that ask us the questions on each reading. Whereas I would pick out one for like when we first started doing that I would pick out one verse and then answer answer the questions for a week now I try to do it with each day's reading that's kind of helped and then uh, daily prayer too just usually a nightly prayer also in the showers too that when taking a shower that's that's kind of been another another time that I using your fun, using your time effectively there doing two things at one time yeah okay it's nice all right <laughs> Jacob are you ready or do I have put Dustin on the line for his response to that no, I'm ready. So uh, I'm, I'm similar, weekly worship, daily Bible readings with the, the discipleship group that we do on Wednesdays, daily prayers. Also, this one might be kind of interesting, but I'm a manager at work, and so I have several employees. So constantly I'm thinking about how I can be a good role model for these employees. How can I support them? What are, what are some of the things that I can do to help them, not just in their work, but in their life as well? And so I try to uh, model the behaviors of other role models that I've had in my life, like my dad and my grandpa, but then also the ultimate role model, Jesus, right? And so uh, in my daily interaction with my employees, I'm constantly thinking about how I can best support them and using lessons from the Bible and Jesus's teachings. And then, like I said, other role models in my life, my dad, grandpa, to, to do my best in that. That's awesome. Thank you. Well, we could talk to you guys for another half hour, but uh, we need to wrap up this episode. Dustin, you want to conclude us for a little bit there? I think it's cool that you guys, as you're talking, again, I don't think this is intentional. That's what's kind of cool about the the five by two as we talk about it. A lot of times people start talking in the podcast and don't intentionally do it. But each of you, George included, I mean, you guys mentioned worship, mentioned prayer, mentioned scripture. Then, you know, I think there at the end, you were almost talking about blessing others, like as a you know, manager of work, how can you bless others? I think the other one is, you know, with meaningful conversations is those are ways also that we can grow closer to God because those are the sometimes those things where we're stepping out into some uncomfortable or unknown, and that's where the, the, the Spirit has to work, and we, we realize how reliant we are on the Spirit, and it's in those moments that, that God can grow us. And so I know that's been in my life in those moments of stepping out and uh, maybe into some of those uncomfortable situations where it's like, I don't feel prepared or equipped. That's where, where the Holy spirit works. So yeah, I just thought it was cool to kind of bring it all back together. As you guys were talking about staying connected to Christ of, of those five by two. So just, just using those tools that, that God has given us. So, but yeah, as, as we kind of wrap up here, just want to take the time again to thank Adam and Jacob for joining us. And, um, you know, we look forward to continuing these discussions on five by two and uh, the discipleship process. Now go out and serve God and others. Thank you.